Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing your little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Done Playing by the Rules. I'm still Jenna. <laughs> I'm still Janelle. And if you're watching this on video, we're puffy because I had a Red. fire last night and it's really early and we're we're getting it in where we can get it in. So don't judge our puffiness. <laughs> I had a glass of wine, so I'm still red. <gasps> Jenna! The rebel. I know. You're so wild. Did you just go crazy and just like jump off some stuff? And no, I slept so good. <laughs> Jenna's one glass of wine just snoring. Oh, I know. Last <laughs> night we had – I know you've had some storms. We had a few storms mm-hmm. and it was uh, really loud thunder and it was the first time our youngest got scared. And I wasn't home. I was actually at my next door neighbors. The second I come home, if my kids are a bit in bed, I go up and I sneak kisses and cuddles. And I go up there and her – my youngest door is open and I was like – so I call Brandon and I'm like, and he's like, she's in our bed. She's okay. And I was like, she's never gone in. She's oh, never slept in our bed except our like baby. when we're in the RV because she talks too much. And so I like kiss on Ezra and then I run downstairs and I take all my clothes off because I'm like, I've been somewhere. I don't want to get in the bed. I'm weird about like day clothes in bed. And I throw pajamas on and I just go snuggle her. And he said that she came down and she was like, the thunder is scaling me. And he was like, come lay in bed. And he put her in our bed oh. and she was so sweet. And I just like She's got so, to cuddle her. Oh, it's so yummy. I know. At therapy on Sunday, my th- I was talking about how I took a nap with the baby. She's like, you don't have a baby. <laughs> I was like, he counts as a baby as long as he still has warm little hands and a baby uh-huh. voice. She's and like, he's you don't have a baby. He's four. And I was like, he's yep. the baby. I napped yep. with the baby. Yeah. My dad, even when I was like an adult, he's like, you'll always be my baby. And I Loved it. Oh, I loved it. They're all yep. Mikey will always be the baby, even though he's the meanest little thing on earth. Yep. And it's like that second child, it's like you or the youngest child, like they don't have a whole lot because everything the par- parents experienced <laughs> was like, oh, the oldest all their was our clothes first, our or first, someone our first. else's. Exactly. And so then it's like, <laughs> that's the title, like only you can have when you're the, the youngest. Baby. The baby. I loved it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's fall and the holidays are coming. Because we're doing bonfires and wine book night. That's how you tell it's fall. What are we talking about relating to fall, Jenna? Holiday stress management, which I'm going to toot my own horn and say I've gotten better at this. Expert? No. I feel like no parent is an expert. Well, there probably are some that are wonderful at this, but I feel like we all experience holiday stress at some point. But I have learned throughout the years, I really think losing my parents made me kind of like open my eyes and be like, what's important? Um, I've learned how to lower expectations and set the expectations that I want to live up to, not what society wants me to live up to. And that's a huge one. So let's dive into it. What do we have next? Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And then if you're one of those families that has any birthdays in between there, like it's a lot going on. And 
New Year's, I feel New like, Year's. has mm-hmm. a lot of pressure lately for some reason. The last yep. couple of New Year's have felt like they were high pressure. Every and then you New have Year's, Valentine's Day and like you and I both have kid birthdays in there. Yeah. And it's a lot. Like even people don't consider like Valentine's Day, but on the parents, it's a lot, especially if your kids are in school. You have to do all the Valentines. It's yes, I forgot yeah. about that because we've had a couple years off now. Yeah. Oh my God. The Valentines were intense because it had to be like food safe and like, oh, so-and-so is allergic and so-and-so is this. And like, so mm-hmm. then you'd have to find the ones with the tattoos and like, yes. oh God, I forgot about And now that. it's not just like these little ones that you just like fold and seal with a heart sticker. It's <gasps> you include something you Swag write Swag bags. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. I forgot. And then it's a class party and it's. Yeah, and then with COVID, there's all these other rules. I was the ma- uh, class mom for when I had to go in and, like, coordinate the food and, like, yep. serve cupcakes to two-year-olds oh and, gosh. like, sweat in that classroom. Bless you, preschool yep. teachers. <laughs> yeah, and then a lot of times with holidays, there's – if your kids are in school and you have young kids, there's thematic stuff going on at school. So, like, oh, this week nice. in Powhatan, it's, like, all themes leading up to Halloween, like crazy sock day, crazy hair day, all that stuff. So you also have all of that. And that's a lot on not only parents, but kids too, in terms of like the excitement, the chaos. And so then we know when kids get overwhelmed, big emotions come out. And then who has to deal with it? The parents, usually. Yes. Sometimes and the teachers. The teachers. Poor yeah. teachers. So. Jenna can speak firsthand for this. Yes. But like, oh my gosh. I the worst pers- was like, you should. it should be a national rule that the day after Halloween is a holiday. Why I, do they send those kids oh to gosh. school? That's wretched. <gasps> the next day, they're exhausted, they're hyper, and they have hidden candy. And so all day you hear, <laughs> no, I'm not eating candy. And then it's like, oh my God, it's it's chaos. And then like as a teacher, like you probably celebrated as well. And so you don't want to be at school. Because <laughs> you're just like, my oh. stomach hurts. I need to use the yep. bathroom. I, I was up all night. Crunch bars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's dive in. My number one tip for managing holiday stress is set boundaries, which okay. we've talked about boundaries on the podcast before. <laughs> Janelle and I have gotten better. We're still not great. And this doesn't just go for family. It goes with friends as well. It's okay to say no to stuff, especially now where we are in that limbo of like, we were all doing holidays completely just our family unit. Now we're kind of, some of us are trickling out and inviting friends and family into our homes. But if you're not comfortable with that yet, don't feel like you have to. Just because Aunt Susie is vaccinated and going out in the world does not mean that you have to. And you have to set those boundaries and be firm. If you're not comfortable with it, think about how stressed out you're going to be during the holiday and after the holiday. So you're set your boundaries. You're getting really good at that. You used to true. just... You used to cater to everyone, and now you're really getting good at being like, nope, I will be – Jenna thinks about it as like a mathematical equation now of how stressed will I be for three days leading up to this, and if it's not yes. worth the payout, she doesn't and after. do it. Yeah. But you're so good at it now. Sometimes. I still struggle because I don't like telling people no. Like I'm not – Perfect by any means. On but this. it doesn't like, even have to do with COVID or vaccination. Like yeah. apply it to everything in your life. Like exactly. Josh really wanted us to go to uh, – he has to go to Tampa for Halloween. He really wanted us to go with. And I was like, cool. I need to get out of this house. Let's go. And then I like did – what would – WWJD, what would Jenna do? <laughs> so I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Josh is going to be working 12-hour, 14-hour days. I will be in 
Tampa with two kids mm-hmm. by myself, which is the same as being at my house by myself. Right. I will just be going to the grocery store and doing all of these things that I don't have to do here in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And nope, not worth it. And he brought Good it up again you. last night and was like, let's go, please come to Tampa with me. And I was like, we will not because it will just be me parenting exactly. full time by myself in Tampa versus, versus here yeah. where we have friends and neighbors and plans. And so exactly. I normally would – I love to jump at a random vacation, but then when I actually apply this yes. burnout technique to it, it is not worth it. No. No. Let me let you in on a little secret. You don't have to travel to everyone. That is like the number one thing. I hear so many people like, oh, I have to go see my in-laws and then I have to see my parents and then I have to see my aunt and then my grandma. You don't have to. You can either say no, you can set a schedule and let everyone in on the schedule. I'm sorry if your in-laws are upset that you're not coming to them this year for Christmas. If you're comfortable, say, you know what? We have young kids. We're going to start doing our own traditions. You are welcome to come to our house if you're comfortable with that, but be prepared for knocks on the door. If you're not, just let people know that you need some time with your family unit and stick to it. You're going to get pushback, most likely, unless you have fucking rad parents, in-laws, everything (laughs) that don't push back. You're going to hear, oh, we're disappointed. Oh, and you're just going to have to kind of say, I'm sorry, but this is what our family needs. And not just you. Like, what do your kids want to do? And it's interesting. Like, when you ask your kids what they want to do, chances are they want to stay home. They, they might want to go see their cousins. They Exactly. They want to keep it simple. They don't mm-hmm. care about getting dressed up and going to your aunt's house to just open presents for the afternoon. Like To put on the performance do. of like, say thank exactly. you, even though yes. you already got that. Me as a kid, we always stayed home in our pajamas the whole day on the day of Christmas with no family. And I remember almost all of those more than anything else. And- We did the same thing for my kids. Still to this day, I have a seven-year-old son. Every year, we get the same pushback about how family members want to be with my kids on Christmas morning. And I understand that. And I would want to be with my grandkids on Christmas morning. It's exciting and magical. But we have set that as kind of our standard in that Mm -hmm. that is our day to just be together. No one has to perform for anything. No one has to say thank you. And like... Think of the things that are important to you that you want to safeguard and just put down Mm -hmm. an iron wall and say, I'm sorry, like this, we'll see you the day before, we'll see you the day after, we'll recreate the whole thing. But like, this day is ours, Thanksgiving is ours, this is ours, this is ours, and make it what you want it. Yeah, I like that. You don't have to perform because that's exactly what it is. And like I said, if you feel comfortable, like having people in your house, then do it. Like we invite people to come to our house because we're fine with it. But we don't want to be traveling. And you can also do half days. Say like we want to be Mm -hmm. alone as a family until 2 p.m. And then doors are wide open. Yes. Pick what works for you. Also, if you are visiting family or having family over, I think this is a big one. And I've struggled with it over the year. Stay true to your beliefs and your parenting styles. A lot of times we go back to that wanting to please our parents. Mm -hmm. And so we almost put on this fake act display of, of yeah, yeah like this is how my parents parented no one gets up from the dinner table till everyone's done eating you clear your plate you don't throw temper tantrums you don't talk back to your parents you don't have a voice 
kind of mentality with our kids. And our kids are like, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 this is not how things are. Who plus are add you? in, yeah. Yeah. Plus add in, oh, we have family in our house or we're visiting somewhere, plus sugar, plus the excitement, plus the gifts. You're There's gonna blinking get lights everywhere, yes. there's decorations. And mom's <laughs> on edge. Like, I don't know yes. what's going on. You're gonna get an explosion from mm-hmm. somebody, whether it's yourself yeah. or your kids. So stay true to it. And you don't have to please them and just say, this is how we do it, accept it or don't. We personally allow our kids to have big feelings. So when my kids have those meltdown moments, we let them. And we've gotten, are you going to let them do? Yes, we're going to let them do that. I'm going to let them have their moment. No, I do not force my kids to sit at the dinner table. I expect them to say, can I be excused? And if I feel like they are done and they're not going to be saying in five minutes, I want a snack, then yes, I let them get up because what kid wants to sit there? And what kid is going to sit there? What's going to happen is my kid is going to sit at the table and I'm going to be, sit down, stop, get up from under the table, stop poking your brother, stop poking your sister, stop interrupting. Like that's miserable for me too. So like, Mm -hmm. why not just let your kids get up and go play? Older people are going to see that as disrespectful, but that's not their kids. But also when we were kids and when I was kids, we had an adult table and a kid table and they didn't intermingle at all. And so like, why are we like forcing little kids to sit at the adult table now? (laughs) Exactly. The other thing is like, we allow our kids a lot of freedom. And if you are that type of parent, like we, right now my kids are playing outside unsupervised. I get pushback from that. But if I start putting those limits and boundaries on, my kids are going to be like, hey, what's going on? And then I'm going to feel more pressure. My kids are going to feel pressure and it's just going to be an explosion. So stay true to like your parenting beliefs, your values, everything. If you don't agree with stuff, you need to be speaking up and just say, this is how we do it. End of story. Yeah, and I think that's something like have a little like three-point pep talk with yourself on the way like – okay, my kid could, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. And if we were at home by ourselves, how would I mm-hmm. treat this and continue to treat it that way? Because no one has ever switched their entire parenting style at a holiday party and gotten the results they wanted. It will exactly. 100% of the time get you a bigger explosion. So we've and done talk that, about it with your spouse like too. Yep. That's my next point. You Oh, good. Let's hear it. Make sure you you and your spouse are on the same page about Mm -hmm. your plan for Christmas, for holidays, for everything, and about what you both need from each other. Now, I know Janelle and I are very fortunate that our husbands are very receptive to this, and I know that this does not apply to everyone. And if that is not something that works in your relationship, so be it. But I think saying this is our plan and this is what we're going to do needs to be said as a whole family unit. Like, okay, kids, we're going to go to Nana's house and we're only going to stay until lunchtime. Afterwards, we're going to leave. I know that might be disappointing, but we cannot stay all day because we have other things planned or we need time as a family and we're going to do some fun things and just kind of set that plan for everyone so that when it's time to go, you're not the one that's like, oh, we have to leave. And everyone's kind of giving Surprise. you the one parent grief about yeah. it. Yeah. Like get on the same page as everyone and tell your spouse what you need. So like a lot of times I'll say to Brandon, like, this is what I need when we go to your parents' house, or this is what I need when we travel. I need you to have eyes on the kids or be helping cook in the kitchen. You need to be doing one of these roles dependent on what I am doing. Or 
this is going to be really hard emotionally for me seeing a lot of times it's hard when I go see my family to see my cousins with their parents and to just see that like, oh my gosh, welcome home, welcome home. And that's really hard for me emotionally. And sometimes I need a moment to be able to step back instead of worrying about everything. And so in the mornings, maybe my husband will help get the kids dressed. And so I can have a little moment versus me, go, 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 push my feelings down. And then when we get home, explosion. So yay, rage. It's, it's rage is so fun. fun. Christmas rage yep. is fun. No, but that's a really good point. And Josh and I do do that too. And here's another tip. If you have a husband that has a little bit more pushback, Brandon's a saint. Josh is a medium level um, saint. <laughs> and I have to say to Josh, if we're going to anything, I will say to him, because our kids are free range kids too. Yeah. I will say to him, for me, in order for me to have a good time, these are the things I could use help with. And Josh is super duper social and so am I. But you can't both be super duper social and have little kids, especially if we're like, yes. we go to one of his friend's house for parties a lot. And there's a park that's like half a block away. That's a clear line of sight from their backyard. And there's also a trampoline. And there's also like yes. um, a foosball table in the basement. And so I have to say to him, I know that you're going to want to talk to everyone, but can we take turns switching off eyes on kids? And if I give you like a sign or like you said, talking on the way there, even what I have noticed with my kids is talking on the way there, what the expectations are. And it switches. Even when we go to the doctor's office, I'll say, okay, I need good behavior. And then I think in my head like, well, good behavior at the chiropractor's mm-hmm. office is different than good behavior at the DMV. Right. Like, you have to I be explicit. To, yeah. Yes. And so I say to them, do we understand what good behavior means? And 80% of the time they say no, because they mm-hmm. don't know what my blanket good behavior means. And I'll say, okay, well, that means you're not spinning on the chiropractor's chair. You're not doing somersaults on like these X, yes. Y, Z things. So give them three or four of your expectations and then ask them to repeat it to you and say, that is what I hope we can get for good behavior. So can we work on it as a team? Exactly. And you get like 60% better behavior usually yeah. if you just explicitly go over it. And we say, especially if we're going somewhere that I really need excellent behavior, I say, what do I want to see and what do I want to hear? And they tell me, this is what you expect to see from me. This is what you expect to hear from me. And we do like the hear in terms of like, I expect kind words. I expect you to use your words when you don't like someone doing something, that kind of stuff. So stop and prepare and set realistic expectations. Is your kid going to be perfect? No. If they're playing with a huge set of cousins, is it going to be all rainbows and butterflies and no fights? No, someone's going to get hit. Someone's going to call someone a nasty name. Like it's going to not be perfect. And we just all have to expect Mm -hmm. that. If the family that you're going to visit has different expectations of your kids, you need to talk about that with your kids. Like, you know, we're going to so-and-so's house. They don't have kids. So they have a lot of breakable stuff in their house. So we really need to keep our hands off of their objects, or we really need to play outside. Like set the scene for your kids so that they can visualize or go over scenarios. You know, sometimes when you play with one of your cousins, they don't use kind words. And I know you get really mad and sometimes you want to use your hands. Let's talk about what else we could do in those situations. And so just talking through this with your kids Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that's going to 
be foolproof, but it does no. But it'll help. lower it'll lower the Mikey assaulting someone ratio right. by seventy yeah. percent. <laughs> and then you can even if you see them start to get amped up, you can be like, just give them those little clue words like, remember what we talked about in the car. Hey, what should yeah. we be doing? Because if you don't set up those expectations, they're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna I be no I'm idea, beat the shit out of someone. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, he hit me with that stick. So, mom, but like what do you, expect? you think about yourself as an adult. You don't walk into a holiday party not knowing what people are. You're texting your friends saying, "What are you wearing? How dressy right. is this? What can I bring to eat? How's the weather there today? Um, should I bring sweatshirts if you're staying over somewhere? Should I bring sweatshirts and or should I bring t-shirt? Like you yes. know all the expectations. You know the environment you're walking into, and then you just like shove your kids in a car seat and yeah. drive. It's you have to set the stage for them just. Like you would want the stage set mm-hmm. for yourself. Personally, something that we've really implemented in the last probably four years is we've learned to keep things simple. We used to be that family that got dressed up for New Year New Year's Eve. Dang it, Christmas Eve. We got dressed up for Christmas dinner. And as a kid, I remember we would open gifts. We would have that time. My grandma would usually be with us. She switched houses um, each Christmas, and so we would have all of that. We'd be in our pajamas. And then all of a sudden it would hit afternoon, late afternoon. And it's like, oh my gosh, we got to cook. Okay. You need to go shower. You need to get dressed up. You need to put your toys away. You need to pick up the house. Mm-hmm. And I hated that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was in the kitchen for hours because she would cook this huge Christmas dinner. And I remember hating that as a kid. And so one, and so I started doing that as an adult because that's what I grew up with. And so then one day I was like, why? If I hated that as a kid, I still hate it as an adult. Why am I doing this? So now on Christmas, we do pasta and pajamas. We cook pasta. And sometimes it's a little fancier pasta with some kind of like maybe a homemade sauce. Here's a great tip. We usually make the sauce or if it's like a an oven one that you just like, like a casserole type thing, we make it two days in advance, put it in the freezer. And then on Christmas, all we have to do for like the pasta is make the noodles and it's glorious. And we just stay in your comfy clothes. And we tell anyone that comes over, a lot of times people will still come over dressed up. That's on them, but we're in (laughs) leggings and sweatshirts or still our family pajamas. Like I love that. And I do too. I love it. And I do not pick up I do pick up the wrapping paper because that one drives yes. me crazy. Yes, 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 yes. Josh is like walking around out. with a bag yes, putting the bag. Me too. But we keep our toys out and it has been – it's like why was I doing that all these years? Like why society somewhere along the way told my mom she had to do that and then I started doing it and now I'm like, screw that. And then for Thanksgiving, like I know, Janelle, you ordered – what was it? Oh my God, that was the what best was- Thanksgiving ever. Last year we ordered Whole Foods and Whole they Foods. catered the whole thing and we just yeah. picked it up and it was like not even – I mean, it was as much as we would have spent on regular food. We cooked nothing. We were living in an apartment and it was like COVID, COVID town. And so we were like, we're not seeing anyone. And we watched the parade three times in a row <laughs> and ate our Thanksgiving and we had like a taste off of the different stuff and it was so fun. We sat around a coffee. We didn't even have a dining room table. We sat around our coffee table and it is still going to go down as like one of my favorite Thanksgivings ever. Yes. And two years before, the year before that, was it not covid then, right? So the year before that was the year my dad – so my dad died in August. We threw a full formal Thanksgiving in November, and I don't even remember it. I was so stressed. I was going to Target 
at like 4 p.m. because we still didn't have enough placemats and I think like napkin rings. And we had my mother-in-law in town. We hosted another family and it was the worst. And that sounds awful. Yeah. I made it so formal. We had this huge formal dining table in our front room and Mikey wouldn't eat anything and I was so frustrated and he was a baby. Like, of course, he doesn't yeah. want to eat stuffing. He's three no. or two and a half years old or whatever. Like, the best Thanksgiving I've ever had was sitting around our little coffee table at our apartment with I our Whole that. Foods catered meal. It was the greatest. <laughs> See, I made the mistake of last year. I kind of reverted back to old ways. We got dressed up and you did. Yeah, we, you, you jumped yeah. back. Which I don't mind getting dressed up for Thanksgiving. Sometimes I like it. My mm-hmm. kids, not Peyton, Ezra loves to get dressed up. So every now and then I'm like, yeah, let's get dressed up. Like if we feel like it, Ezra loves to wear bow ties. I don't know why. He just, he really wanted to wear them this weekend for our family pictures. And I was like, ah, uh, it doesn't really go with I can't thing, wait but to you see can wear it later. family pictures. <laughs> but then it's like, I, Brandon and I spent all day cooking. And so first of all, Thanksgiving meal, chances are one person can't cook at all. So I had to help him. Well, then what do you think our kids are doing? They're dicking around all day and the house is a mess. So it ended up being so stressful. And then by dinner, we were exhausted and we always do try to make stuff we know our kids like. So we don't force our kids. Of course, we don't eat turkey, but before we weren't like, you have to eat turkey. Like we made sure there's something out there that our kids like. If you think about it, like if you're eating simple meals throughout the week or like your family comfort meals, and then you throw all this new food at your kids, especially if you have a sensory kid, that's overload. And they're like, I don't want this. And then you get all worked up. Like I just spent 10 hours cooking this. Yeah. And Brandon and I sat back afterwards and we're like, we spent all day doing that. We didn't really have family time. I was sometimes with grief, I get, what did you say? It's vertigo. No, it's yes, it is vertigo. Okay. I get vertigo and dizzy confused. So I had vertigo most of the day. So like I felt awful. I had to keep laying down Fun. Yeah. And so I felt really bad that Brandon was holding the weight and he handled it very well. And then at the end of the day, we're like, why did we do that? People came over. Everybody ate in 20 minutes for nothing. Like, so this year we're keeping it simple. And this isn't a um, going shame. Back I, I kind of want to get dressed up this year just because I haven't gotten dressed up in so long and I've bought a lot of cute clothes lately. But yeah. This isn't a shame game on getting dressed up. This isn't a shame game game on going to 50 houses. Like if that's fun yeah. for you, love do it. it, do it. I want you to do what's most fun for you. But this is just, again, we're leaving the trail of breadcrumbs to, yep. am I doing this because I love it or am I doing it because it's the expectation from the generation before me? Mm-hmm. It's only the differentiation. Or there. I don't like, want to disappoint people. Like, yeah, no, disappoint yeah. everyone. Like, yep. if you have not read what's our favorite book by Glennon Doyle, Untamed, Untamed your yep. job is to disappoint everyone that is not yourself. So, exactly. disappoint everyone except for your kids and yourself. Yep. And I used to love Thanksgiving. You, if you know me, you know I do not like to cook. A lot of that stems back to the fact that I used to cook with my mom, and yeah. now I despise it. It's not something I've ever been passionate about, but it had such strong memories tied to it. For Thanksgiving, my grandma, if she was in town, would come over. My mom, me, and my husband would all cook 
together and I loved it. And then we would take turns watching the baby. It was Ezra at the time was the baby. And I loved it. But then when my mom passed away, it's my husband and I, and we have to do the parenting, the cleaning, the cooking. Now we have two kids and then get everyone ready. It's too much. Like, and I think that- Well, there's also a giant crater, like not to be a bummer, but like there's a giant crater missing where your mom used to be. Exactly. And so you used to love the idea of sitting there and helping her and watching her cook. And there was this beautiful she like, made it person so moving fun. around and yes. she made it so fun. And now there's just a big empty space where she mm-hmm. should be. And so I would fucking hate cooking too. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like we had, I mean, my mom was the silliest mom. She was so yeah. much fun. And then when Brandon and I do it together, we're so stressed that we end up arguing. And so it's like, where's the fun in this? And I think- We're so, so thankful for each uh, other. It's sure just it's this be weird simple. cycle that keeps going. And yes. I was reading about this because we're going to do um, an episode about college or no college. And it's this weird generational expectation that they talk yes. a lot about in college too. And it's just, if you can stop and take a minute and examine your motivation- Right. It makes a big difference in college and in holiday celebration. Like, yeah. stop, examine, is this serving me? If it's not, start cutting mm-hmm. things out. Yeah. Well, and then I thought back. I was like, okay, I did this because I wanted my kids to have this holiday, to have this experience because they love Thanksgiving. And then I sat back and I said, why do my kids love Thanksgiving? Oh, they love it because they're with their cousin and their grandparents and everybody is this big family unit. It's not about the food or the show. They could care less about that. And so I did not supplement the right things. I made this huge show, which my kids didn't care about. They wanted to be with people and family. And so I should have done a more memorable thing like you did. Okay, let's make this special and sit around and watch the parade and have a taste test. Like that would have been much more It was memorable. so fucking fun. And so like by the third idea. time by the third time of watching the Macy's parade, we were doing the dance like along with the people Aww. because we had seen it so many times. And also they ate everything. So we were newly vegan. We tried three different vegan like roasts and fake turkeys Ooh. and they tried each of them and then they went back for seconds to like really get their rating right oh, and it was so much more fun than the year before where I was yelling at everyone that they exactly. couldn't just eat crescent rolls for dinner at our yes. formal dining table with napkin rings at it. Yep. And you can't spill on the linen tablecloth. Don't and spill on my white napkin ring. Like, yep. why do we have white napkins? What in the world? Who invented that? Yeah. <laughs> and with All of that going on, something that I've learned to do, I'm still not great at it, but I'm working on it, is if you start to feel burned out, which a lot of us will, I usually say between Thanksgiving and Christmas, kind of like that lull between, not lull between because it's really busy, Mm -hmm. express it, name it, and evaluate it. Like one, what can you take off your plate? So why am I doing this? Who says I have to do this? Is this something that will benefit my family? If it's something you need to keep on your plate, delegate it out, which I sometimes really struggle at. We Mm -hmm. all do. Yeah. So for example, online shopping is so big right now. Can you just say to your husband, like, I need you to get a gift for your parents. And if you don't fully trust your husband, like sometimes I don't, I'm like, that's the (laughs) most stupid gift I've ever heard of. Say, (laughs) can you look up some ideas, send them to me, and then I'll tell you which one to order. As the primary parent, a lot of times you're responsible buying 
for everyone, even extended family. It's the worst. And sometimes it's like, I don't even know what this person would want. Yeah. And like Brandon has come up with some good ideas for his parents because he's like, oh, I remember they liked X, Y, Z way before I was in the picture. And it's like, I keep a running list throughout the year. So for example, if we're at my in-laws and they're like, oh, I really wish I had an air fryer. I saw my friend had one. It's like, I just quickly jot down ideas. And it doesn't mean I buy it for them, but it gives me some kind of starting list. And then if you do have like an idea, if you're like, oh, like my husband is really into like technology. I really want to get your dad a new camera. Can you research the best one and order it? So it kind of gives them a direction, but then you don't have to spend time researching what type to get and then where to order it from and where's the best price. So see if you can put some of that off on people or like Janelle is really good at doing. And I know not everyone will agree with this is donations. Okay. I'm making Mm -hmm. donations for a lot of my family this year. So check, 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 check. And And a lot of times it's meaningful. Like don't just be like, Oh, I'm going to donate to the local zoo. Like did you have (laughs) someone pass away from a certain type of cancer? So donate to that foundation, that research foundation. Well, and here's something that I used to stress myself out with and will again when my kids go back to school was the teacher gifts. I used to destroy myself coming up with the perfect teacher gift. And I went so over the top. And then I read an article that said teachers really just want gift cards. Mm -hmm. They do not want another fucking coffee mug. They don't want some bath bombs. They don't – like they can buy their own bath bombs. They they want – Starbucks gift cards, they want dinner gift cards, buy them a dinner. Like for the amount of money I would spend on teacher gifts, I could have bought them if them and their husband a dinner or them yeah. and their partner a dinner. Like yes. do not kill yourself. Go to Starbucks and buy five ten dollar gift cards. Your teacher wants that more than they want a coffee mug with their name on it that can't yep. be dishwasher washed. And yes. that was something I really beat myself up with before the pandemic with the teachers and will Mm -hmm. again probably, but it'll always be gift cards now. And that's another point is if you have, um, I feel like during this pandemic, we're all in our houses so much that I don't want any more shit for my kids. And so last year we set the expectation with some family, like we're not going to get your kids anything and you're not going to get our kids anything. And because nobody needs anything right right now. We have so many toys in the house. And so we asked, I think my mother-in-law got us a museum pass and uh, we asked for pajamas for another one. And we also asked for um, after haul because my kids are really into inflatables. And so we asked one of our family members to, after Halloween is over, go buy clearance inflatables. And that's what my kids can get for Christmas from them because they will- love it and put it yep. and guess where it'll go in the box in the until next yep. Halloween. Good day, yep. sir. No more toys. And we travel a lot. So we always say money for travel. And mm. I know not everyone loves to give money, but yeah, we always just say money for travel is a big one. Again, this is another year of financial instability. So yep. don't expect gifts from people. And yes just realize that it's a sensitive time and someone might not be telling you their financial situation Mm -hmm. and just go ahead and say, you know what? I don't want to do presents this year. And it's acceptable. We only do one gift from Santa because there is a disparity in what one child's Santa Mm -hmm. gift is to another child. And I'm not saying don't do a million Santa gifts. My parents did a million Santa gifts. But 
really examine your motives and also think about where you're shopping this year because there are a lot of struggling small businesses and Jeff Bezos is doing fine. That's all I'll yes. say on that one. Yep. <laughs> and shop small in terms of quantity as well. Yes. Like do not buy somebody 50 things. One of my husband's uh, my husband's uncle sends the kids $5 McDonald's gift cards all the time. They love it. Uh-huh. They, he sends it in the we mail and they go, ones. Yeah. yeah, they go and they get, because we don't really, we're, we don't eat McDonald's, but we do love a McDonald's French fry and I love a Diet Coke and they get a Happy Meal toy and That's it's so the cute. greatest day. They yeah. take their little McDonald's gift card and get their little Happy Meal toy and their little yep. small fry and they are happy as can be. And whenever I have friends like, pre-COVID for the most part. Now I do it with just like my girlfriends, but they'd be like, what do your kids want for Christmas? I would be like, can we just get together and do a craft? Like you provide the craft or the activity and I'll provide the food. And that will be our gift because we're both, Mm -hmm. we are spending a little bit of money. Like you probably have to buy supplies and Mm -hmm. I have to buy like a snack. It's minimal. And if you can't afford that, just say like, can we get together for a play date and just do quality time together with the kids? Can someone bring coffee and we all just hang out and let the kids play? And that's always what I ask for for my birthday too from like my friends always like, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, I just want to go to dinner with you. They're like, no, but what do you want? And I'm like, that's all I want. That's it. And I'm not even asking you to like pay for it. I just want to go to dinner with you. Like, Yeah. And my last tip is to take time for yourself and stick to it. And if you listen to – I don't know which episode that was. It was fairly recent where we talked about self-care is not basic human needs or something that's serving your family. Mom rage. Like I'm going to Target or I'm going to the store to Christmas shop alone is not self-care because you're doing something for someone else. Yes, you have alone time. And so that might be a little more enjoyable than, well, you can't really drag kids if you're shopping for them, but Mm -hmm. that's not self-care. So- Take time to yourself and don't feel selfish about it and hold that space for yourself. So say, you know what? Two days before Christmas, I'm going to take the day to myself. Ask someone to watch your kids. so smart. Why have I – this is my favorite takeaway from this. Yes, because (laughs) chances are everything that's done to that point is pretty much done. Yeah, you might have a grocery pickup or something, but chances are your gifts are bought they're hopefully sent out if you're sending them out. So take that time and maybe you want to watch a Christmas movie. Maybe you want to stay in bed and watch Christmas movies all day. But if your kids are in school, come home and take that time to yourself. If they're not, maybe see if a grandparent wants to take the kids and do a holiday craft with them. I've I've known to even send my kids to grandma's house and be like, Here's a holiday craft I had planned to do because I I do love crafting with my kids, but I have not had time. Grandma, will you do it with them? And she will. It might not come out the way you wanted it to, but they'll love that. <laughs> so like I've even said, right, I've even said my kids were begging me to bake cookies a few weeks ago. And we were about to, this was right before we went to Salem. And I was feeling so stressed out, like, oh my gosh, I don't have the ingredients. And we don't have a grocery store super close. And I promised him I would do this. And I was feeling so stressed out. And so I texted grandma and I was like, the kids really want to bake cookies. Do you mind going to the store, grabbing stuff and having them over tomorrow afternoon? And she loved it. And then they brought the cookies home and I got to eat them. So it was even better. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So take that time for yourself, especially if the holidays are grief related. 
I feel like we sometimes get consumed with go, go, go because we're trying to hide those feelings or clean, clean, mm-hmm. clean. Let people in on the little secret that you're struggling and yeah. see what do you need? Do you need alone time? Do you need to feel connected? What do you need? The more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. So, And I hope that any in-laws listening to this right now that like, I hope that you understand that like you, no matter how much we love you, I love my mother-in-law. She's still very triggering to my grief because mm-hmm. I get to watch my husband loved on by his closest person. Yep. And so it's nothing against the in-law. It's just- right. We have a predisposition to feel jealous. And sometimes we can only feel jealous for a couple days and then we need a break from the jealousy. So take your son and be with him. And then I'll see you when I kind of bounce back. Yeah. And I isn't against them. It's us. It's all us. Yes. I grew up with all my grandparents. And the fact that my kids don't have that is grief for me. And it's not saying my in-laws aren't enough. It's just I thought it was so cool. And it's still rare that I had all four of my grandparents until this last year. And the fact that my kids don't have that, it's not saying that somebody's not enough. It's just, they don't have that. And that's hard. Um, and then it's just bringing up those memories and those old feelings. It's a lot. Holidays Um, are a lot. I had the mm -hmm. same conversation with Josh literally yesterday. He was like, what's going on with you? And I was like, I'm just really upset that he's traveling for Halloween. And my dad no, none mm-hmm. of my family can come and we decided to stay home. And I said, I'm just really upset and miss my dad because he used to come help me with Halloween while you were gone because yes. Josh traveled every Halloween for a work trip that's in Vegas at this time every year. And I said, my dad would have been here in a heartbeat. And Josh said, mm-hmm. I totally was thinking that the other day. And I was yep. like, oh, so I we just hadn't been saying it to each other that yeah. we were sad that my dad wasn't going to be here for Halloween. Like, right. And in-laws and aunts and uncles and grandparents have to understand that like we're missing our comfort piece. We're missing the person that we can be like, mom, I'm so tired. I just want to lay on the couch. Can you watch my kids? Mom, I'm so tired. I'm just going to lay on the couch. Can you cover me? Like we have that basic want to still be, like we said earlier, we were talking about babied. Yeah. I think we were talking about that off air though. We we (laughs) still have that basic need that we want to be babied and taken care of. And when you lose your primary caregiver, your whether it's your mom or your dad, whoever you were closest to and spent holidays with, there's that huge void. And yeah, like we want that. I don't know. Yeah. And just yeah. You want the tradition, but also you wanna break the traditions that don't work for me for you. Yes. So ask yourself, who am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? Who does this serve? Is this really what my family needs? Set those clear expectations and take time to yourself. And when I talked about grief real quick, I want to go back to that. It could also be that you just can't see your family. Your family mm-hmm. might be alive and well, but maybe you can't see them because of COVID or maybe it's not your year with them and you are flip-flopping holidays or they're flip-flopping holidays and they're with another sibling. Like that's grief too. Like take some time or to Or you have honor a blended that. family and your kids are with the other spouse. And oh, I know a couple of people that have kids with other spouses for holidays. And there's all these weird shifting things right now. And 
I think that we all just need to take a minute and honor how we're feeling inside and then set realistic expectations for ourselves and then set verbal expectations with Mm -hmm. our kids and verbal expectations with our partners and verbal expectations with anybody we're celebrating with so that we can maintain the small sliver of sanity that we have. Yes. (laughs) And so I would love it if people would share things that (gasps) they've let go or expectations, like expectations they've released or things, how they've kept things simple or what they've said no to, because I still have room for improvement. I still get stressed out. And so I could use some tips as well. And I just think it would be kind or of did cool you, to share yeah, that. Yeah. What did you do that's different that you never would have expected that worked out great? And exactly. Give us your ideas and we'll share them because everybody needs help with holidays and no one's ever lived through pandemic version two holidays. And so, yes, it's going to be a lot more open this year. So hopefully people can get back to the things that make them happy. But also there's a lot of weird expectations coming out of the last year. And so let's just be very mindful of where we're putting our energy and where we're putting our empathy and where we're putting our um, shortcomings. Because yep. I like to put my head down and power through my shortcomings in order to make myself miserable. And that is something that with my old ass age, I'm finally learning to (laughs) let go of. We're here for you if you need to talk during the holidays as well, because we know it's a grief heavy one if you're in that space. Yep. And with that, call your therapist. And take your meds. (laughs) 